Hi everyone, and welcome to The Seed Podcast, part of our teaching ministry here at the Central Church in Fayette, Alabama. The Seed exists for one reason only, and that is to lift up the Word of God in order that Jesus Christ might be known and worshipped as King. We invite you to join us now as we dive in to today's message. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the name above every other name, and that is good news. That is peace-giving news. That's grace-giving news because what it says is whatever I've got going on in my life right now, the name of Jesus is above it. Whatever struggle, whatever problem, even me, myself, that's, that's great. It feels wonderful to have a covering over us, that we are not the biggest things in our own universes. What a comfort, what a grace, what a peace to serve the name of Jesus. I remember a joke that I heard years ago. I don't tell you many jokes. I'm going to tell you a joke this morning. It's really something when I remember a joke because I love jokes. I just have a hard time remembering the jokes, and I'll hear it later. I was like, oh, that was a good joke, but I remember this joke. You have to forgive me for this joke. The joke goes, little boy was walking home from the grocery store with, with a sack of groceries in, in each arm. Now, this is, this is an old joke, okay? So he's got those brown paper sacks full of groceries, and, and he turns a corner on the path, and he kind of trips and jolts a little bit, and, and he rips both of those sacks of groceries, and there's groceries all over the ground. And in a moment of rage and embarrassment, he says, Jesus Christ, God Almighty. To which the preacher who was walking down the sidewalk turns his head and said, what did you say, son? And thinking quick on his feet, he said, my, my cheese and crackers got all muddy. Now, I feel that joke intensely because... The way I was raised, it would be your rear end if you talked like that, okay? I, I see some heads nodding. I think many of you know exactly what I'm talking about that. It's not a great joke, but what we're talking about today, this morning, we shall not, you shall not, he says, take the name of the Lord your God in vain because... The God, God will not hold him guiltless who does take his name in vain. It was so instilled in me from a very young age. You do not associate the name of God with anything flippant, much less anything vulgar. You don't do that. You, you don't use terms like, oh my God. Or, oh my gosh, which is, you're just trying to say, oh my God, and get off on a technicality. We know that. You don't say those. Why? Because the God of heaven is so awesome and so just, he's a consuming fire. You don't just toss around his name when you burn the potatoes or you're running late. He's, his name is worth more than that. You don't say these things. You do not call out the name of Jesus Christ just because you're trying to alleviate some kind of anxiety or tension or it's just some kind of slang. Uh, Jesus died on a cross for me. Jesus is not my slang word. You certainly don't add the holy name of God to some four-letter word as though well, God is just some tool that I use to make my cussing bigger and badder and more heard. 
No, God is a consuming fire. He says, the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And, and I just want to stop right here because I know a lot of my sermons start out this way. I was raised, I was taught this when I was a little boy, but you know what? I've kind of changed my perspective over the years. This is one lesson I'm not going to say that. This one has not budged an inch from those early days of being raised. If the name of your creator, your judge, your savior does not strike immense awe and fear into your heart, you need to repent right now. Because this, this that we're going to talk about today is a cancer. It will dull and it will distance your heart to the very reality of God himself. As I trivialize, 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 misuse, vulgarize his name, my heart becomes more and more closed off to the reality of who he is, and I become more and more distant to my God. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Of course, that's not all we're going to say about it this morning. That's, we're just scratching the surface here. I believe it goes deeper than just speaking the name of God in vain. It starts with thinking the thought of God in vain, carelessly, flippantly. Uh, that's at best, perhaps at worst, thinking of God as some means to an end. I can use the name of God to get good things for myself, to put myself in a better position. We call that magic, using the special name in order to get an effect. That's, that's what we call magic. Uh, if I say the word Luke, what happens? Luke responds. He wakes up, and, and then he... Re- <laughs> Just kidding. Luke, Luke never sleeps in the message. Now, it would have been fun if I would picked one of you that does sleep in the message. That would have been fun. But what happens when I say a name, the one to whom that name belongs responds and pays attention and focuses magic is when I say the name of God in order to get God to respond in order to get something out of him Uh, this is the same reason that your mama called your first middle and last name when you were in trouble when she was commanding you that whole name it held command over you didn't it the old um the old fairy tales the old myths were culture's ways of passing down truths in a way that the common man could understand them. We, we read fairy tales and think they're so silly. No, many of these fairy tales are loaded down with heavy truth. You remember Rumpelstiltskin? Anybody remember Rumpelstiltskin? It's an old German fairy tale. It was finally written down a little over 200 years ago, but that's just when it was written down. It goes back much farther than that. The scholars say, there are Rumpelstiltskin scholars, the scholars say, The myth may go back as far as 4,000 years, Rumpelstiltskin. Wow, I I didn't know that. What's what's the whole point of Rumpelstiltskin? Rumpelstiltskin has power over you until you learn his name. But once you can call his name, now you have power over him. There's a truth there. There's a truth there. If I can get hold of the name, and if I can command the name, I can command the one to whom the name Belongs, and make no mistake, we use the name of God very, very often as a means of power. I was talking to a friend who was part of a group of individuals who were tasked with making a decision. 
doesn't matter what it was or who it was, but they were tasked with making a decision and they were sort of at odds on this decision. It wasn't something that was made in a day, it was drawn out. And um, one of the other group members called my friend one day and said, today the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that we are supposed to do XYZ. Now, XYZ just so happened to line up with the position that this person was already holding before the Holy Spirit spoke to them. This position, this decision happened to still be at odds with my friend's position. But this person said, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit. Now, I am not against the Holy Spirit's guidance and leading and prompting. I believe very much that the Holy Spirit lives in us. But when we go out on a limb and say, God said, so you better get on my side, we better be very careful, very careful. What do you think I would do if one of my kids said to another one of my kids, Dad said you better clean my room and he's going to get you in trouble if you don't. If I did not say that, what do you think is going to happen to that kid? It's a serious thing to go off saying, God said, so you better get in line with me. There's a great story in Acts 19. You've got this group of exorcists. They don't follow Jesus at all. That's very clear from the text. But they thought that maybe they could use Jesus' name as a means to make their magic work. Acts 19 and 13. Some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Now that's... That tells you everything you need to know. How well did they know Jesus? Well, the Jesus Paul talks about. Jesus is Paul's Jesus. I, I, I'm using his name. What happened? The evil spirit answered them. I love this. Jesus I know. Paul I recognize. Who are you? And it jumped on them and beat them to the point that they ran out of the house naked and wounded. Don't use the name of God for a power-up, to make yourself more powerful. Don't also use the name of God to make yourself look more righteous and respectable. Now, this is not a, a bad thing, but you know, it's not like this everywhere you go in the United States. But, but here in Fayette, Alabama, the name of Jesus brings certain economic or social benefits to those who wear it. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing. But we need to be careful how we use that. If I was to open up a counseling practice here in Fayette, again, not a bad thing, I would do more business if I called it a Christian counseling practice. More people than not here in Fayette, they value someone who is a Christian. Not a bad thing, that's a good thing. But we understand we get certain benefits from that. Uh, I'm more likely to be thought of as a good guy. People open more doors to me and, and interact with me in a better way if I wear Jesus t-shirts, if, if I belong to a church, that kind of a thing. Again, good things, but you know, you know that our culture leverages the mess out of this one fact and uses this, right? Um, who's sick of political advertisements by now? Okay, if, if Vivek Ramiswamy sends me one more email, I'm running against him. It's just, I'm, I'm too, he might be a great guy, I have no idea. The ad, ad, I want to say advertisements like a British person. The advertisements, they just, they've gotten all over me. But you know how political people talk. How do you get the evangelicals in this country? How, how do you sway the evangelical vote? 
How, how can you look just Christian enough in order that the Christians vote for you? Because everybody knows. When you got the name of Christian on something, you got a little bit of power in this country. Does anybody remember uh, then-candidate Donald Trump, 2016, quoting from 2 Corinthians? Anybody remember that? Okay, he, he's in a speech and he, he quotes something from 2 Corinthians and everybody's like, Donald, that's, that's not how Christians talk. He made it even worse. He, he blamed his speechwriter after the fact. He said, that's the way the guy wrote it down. He wrote the number two and then the word Corinthians. And I just said it the way, Donald, that's how Christians write it down. Like all of us. You just, you just proved the point that you don't know. But what's that? what is that? That's, that's using the name of Christ to try to get a little bit more political capital. We have got a deep history of that in this country, don't we? On one hand saying, we're under God. On the other hand, blacks are worth three-fifths of, of a person. We'll shoot the natives to get them off their land. We'll kill 60 million babies. Our president today presents himself as a devout Catholic and supports the murder of the unborn. It's taking the name of God in vain, isn't it? Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Wear it for political purposes, power, so people think that you look better. Instead of presuming to use the name of God for our own purposes, let us reverence the name. As a consuming fire, one might say an overwhelming reality, that is who God is. What, what if, what if, let's just say, any time that I used God's name in vain, said, oh my God, GD, hey, I'm a Christian counselor, so you know I'm better than the rest of them. Every time I used his name for myself, what if, what if God actually responded? What, what, what if I say, oh my God, and then the heavens tear wide open, he comes down in all of his fiery presence right in front of my face, you called, here I am. And he speaks in the voice of thunder and lightning. Could you even stand? Would I ever call the holy name again without thinking very, very seriously about it? Because what we are really talking about here, when we talk about the name of God and how we use it or misuse it, what we're talking about is developing a holy awareness a holy awareness that grips your soul. Uh, seeing the infinite God accurately and therefore speaking about Him appropriately. That's what we're talking about here. If I could say it this way, if I take the name of the Lord in vain, it doesn't so much indicate a speaking problem, it indicates a knowing God problem. Because those who know God do not speak in this way. If I know who he is, I would never speak of him lightly. If I know who he is, I never speak of him vulgarly. I would never speak of him flippantly. I would never use his name to gain power or reputation for myself. I would not use his name to control others. I would not speak in his name where he does not speak. You don't read the Bible the same way that I read the Bible? God's going to throw you into hell for that one. Did God say that? Who gave you the permission or the authority to say something that God said when He did not say it first? No, we don't do that because we reverence the name of God. If we will focus on developing a right and reverent view of God, we won't have any problems with our speech concerning God. But if I have a problem taking the name of the Lord in vain, I need to think seriously about this. Do I really know God? 
do I need to spend some more time getting to know God? Because it's starting to spill through my speech that I really don't get where I stand in relation to Him. The name of God is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We're about to sing that song. A beautiful, beautiful thing. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and he is safe. Paul said, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. From death to life, you've got salvation. You've got love forever and ever because of the name of the Lord. He said in Philippians 2, we just read this just a moment ago, that God has highly exalted Jesus Christ and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a beautiful name it is. Jesus Christ, the name of life, the name of healing, the name of salvation, the name of safety, whatever comes up against me in my life, the name of Jesus is above it. And I stand in the shadow of the name of Jesus Christ. We run to the name of Jesus and we love the name because we love Him. We love Him because we know Him. And so we speak to and about Him as those who have a relationship with Him. If you would please pray with me. Father God, we fall before Your name. We cannot stand We cannot stand in the full weight of who you are. You who created the whole universe with a word, who splits seas and makes mountains rumble and smoke and thunder with lightning. How holy is your name. We will never get over the fact that you have put that name on us that we wear that name out into the community, the name of Christ. What a honor that you have put your name on us because what a great name it is. We worship your name. Father God, I, I pray that as your name soaks into our being and it bleeds through everything that we are, everything that we say and do, Father, I pray that the knowledge of you would go out from us and that many would love your name. Many would honor and praise and glorify your name. Even those who stand against you, I pray that they would know what a powerful name is the name of Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow to your name. Father, I pray that we would not wait that we would bow our knees to your name in everything that we do, and that we would wear the name of Christ well. I pray not only for myself and my home and for this church, but for this community, for this state, for this world. Father, we need people who wear your name, not use it. We need people like that to lead our country our state, our municipalities. Father, I'm praying right now for leaders, particularly now as as we're in the season for that. Father, I pray that you would be raising up men and women who will do a wonderful job right now.
I pray for our communities. But Father, no matter what the community of the world is doing, Father, I, we praise you for the community of your kingdom. And I pray that you would keep our focus right here in it. We pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus. And now we pray together as a church family. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We thank you again for joining us this week at Central. And may the Lord Jesus Christ be magnified in your life today.